Hello, movie lovers. You're listening to Does It Hold Up, the podcast where we talk about some of your favorite movies of all time to see if they still hold up. But this week, we're actually going to do something a little bit different. I'm Adam. Emily will be joining us later in the episode to cover the 2023 year in movies, what was good, what was bad. But before then, think back all the way to the beginning of 2023. I made a bunch of box office predictions for 25 of the most anticipated movies coming out this year. Well, we're at the end of the year, so it's time to check in to see how well I did. Little bit of a caveat, two movies did not come out in 2023 even though they were slated to. First is Kraven the Hunter was supposed to release in October, but it got pushed to 2024. And Dune Part 2 was supposed to come out in November, but got pushed to 2024. So there will be no values for those two movies. Other caveat, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom was originally supposed to come out slightly earlier than it did, so I would have a better idea of what its final box office was going to look like, but it got pushed back as well. So it just released a few days before recording this podcast. So I've done my best to estimate how much I think that movie's actually going to make based on its opening weekend. And we will get there. But let's start with the movies that I succeeded on. So I gave myself the criteria of if I'm within $25 million up or down of the final box office, I'm going to count that as a great guess. If I'm within 25 to 75 million, that's just a good guess. And if it's over 75 million, utter failure. Complete disaster of a guess. And I'm giving myself those big margins because some of these movies that came out in November, in August, in July, I was trying to predict them in January before we even had trailers for some of these movies. So if I even got remotely close, I'm kind of happy about it. But let's go through what movies did I guess great on. First, Scream 6. I guessed 102 million. It ended up making 108.1 million. So... Extremely close on that one. John Wick Chapter 4. I guess 162 million. It made 187. I was off by the 25 million. The peak of where I could get to still be great. Another movie I guessed really well on. Evil Dead Rise. I guessed 83. It ended up making 67.2. About 15.8 million difference. That's great. Fast X. I had no hope for this movie. I actually guessed only 158 million because I didn't think it was going to do very well. And I was right because it made even less than that. It only made 146 million. I was off by 12 million, but that's a great. The Little Mermaid. Yeah, Disney making more live action remakes of movies that they've already made. Perfect. That's, I guess we need more of this. But I did great on this one as well. I guessed 311 million. It made 298.2. I was only off by 12.8. Another great tally. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I guessed 144 million, and it actually made more than that. It made 157, off by 13. Great guess as well. That rounds out the greats that I had. I went 6 for 23 with great guesses. Let's move on to just the good guesses. First up is Knock at the Cabin. I guessed 102 million. I way overshot this. It only ended up making 35.4, but it was only 66.6 million difference. That's why it's getting a good. 
Magic Mike's Last Dance. 78 million was my guess. It only made 26. And to be honest, I'm surprised it even made that 26. It was not a good movie. Start to finish, it was all over the place. But I guess there was still some stripper fans out there. I was off by 52 million, but still good enough for that good tally. Creed 3. I guessed only 121 million, but it ended up making 156.2, so I was off by 35.2 million. I'll take it. Especially because, if you guys don't remember that episode from back earlier this year, I had spreadsheets upon spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of just data. I did so much research. If this movie was part of a franchise, sequels, prequels, whatever, if there were even movies remotely similar to it, I was finding out what their box office was, what their adjusted box office would look like, what was the average for this entire franchise, and that's how I came up with these numbers. These aren't just guesses, wild guesses. So, when I got close, pretty happy with that. Shows that research sometimes pays off. Next is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I overshot this one. I estimated about a $403 million box office domestically, but it only took in $359, off by $44 million. That's why it's in the good column. I wish I would have been a little closer, but I thought Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was going to be the final Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought maybe some really epic stuff was going to happen in it, especially because it had been talked about that this was the finale for these characters. And then I saw the movie, and although it was an okay movie... They didn't pull anything special. Most of these characters survived, spoiler alert, and a lot of them are still going to return in later movies in the MCU. So without having that big hook of drawing people to go see it, I think that's why it underperformed a little bit. The Flash. I only guessed 163 million, and it didn't even do that. It did 108.1 for a 54.9 difference. Probably the biggest failure of a movie this year when it came to hype versus final product, there's one more candidate, but we're going to get to that a little bit later. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. I guessed a 222, 222, but it only made 172.1, which is about a $50 million difference. This one probably should have done better it was a really good movie, but I understand it was coming out a week before we got hit with the Barbenheimer experience where Barbie and Oppenheimer just exploded and this one kind of just got lost in the shuffle. And rounding out the good category of guesses is Haunted Mansion, which I guessed 100 million, but it ended up making 67.6 for a difference of 32.4 million. This is a movie that probably should have gotten 100 million, but the problem is they put it out in August. It's a Halloween movie. It's a scary horror movie for kids. Why is Disney putting it out in August? What a ridiculous move. And it shows nobody cared about it in the middle of August. But in the good category, I went seven for 23. So if you do your math, you know how many I got in the failure category, but let's go through it anyway. First is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I guessed 298 million. It only made 214.5, 83.5 million difference. It just wasn't a good movie. I thought it was going to be better than it was, and the movie just completely failed. I'm surprised it even made as much money as it did. Shazam Fury of the Gods, same exact boat. 
I don't think the movie was awful, but I'm pretty sure it was way worse than any other DC movie at the time when it came out. I actually had it rather low at 149 million, but sadly, so, so sadly, it only made 57.6 million, which is a 91.4 million difference. Failure. Adam Driver versus Dinosaurs. What's not to like about that pitch of a movie? Well, apparently there was a lot, because for the movie 65, I guessed 134 million. Premise sounds amazing, but the movie ended up being complete garbage, only made 32 million. I was off by 102. Ugh. Bad. Just bad. The Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't like this movie. I know a lot of other people who didn't like it, but apparently everybody loved it. I thought it was just reference the movie. More importantly than telling a good story, they just wanted to throw as much Mario crap in a movie as possible so that fans would go, oh my god, I saw that. That's great. It's great that you saw that, but did you notice that the story is complete and utter garbage? No, no they didn't, because I guessed only 91 million, but it went on to be the second highest grossing movie of the year with 575 million. A difference of 484 million dollars. Wasn't even remotely close on this one. Elemental, the new Pixar movie, the first Pixar movie to hit theaters in years, and I thought that would mean a lot of good hype. So I guessed 237 million, but it only did 154.4. I missed it by 82.6 million. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I guessed 300 million based on every other movie in the franchise, and this one was supposed to be a return to form for the character, and everybody was going to be super excited about it, and then it was just a mediocre movie. And it only took half of that. Well, a little more than half. 174.5 million. I missed it by 125.5 million dollars. That is a big swing and a miss on that one. Here's one that I am super excited that I was wrong. And I was wrong by a lot on this one. Oppenheimer. I only guessed 180 million because it's a three hour biopic about the creation of a weapon. That doesn't sound like something people are going to flock to the theaters to see, but they did because this movie ended up taking in 326 million. I was off by 146. I was low by 146 million dollars on a three hour half black and white biopic. <sighs> but I've never been more excited to be so terribly wrong. Barbie was the biggest surprise of the year, and when I made this guess, we knew nothing about it other than who the cast was. We had Margot Robbie as Barbie and Ryan Gosling as Ken. And I was like, okay, that'll sell some tickets, but I don't think it's going to be a major hit. And I was terribly, terribly misguided in those thoughts. I guessed 118 million, it's the biggest movie of the year, making $636.2 million. You heard that right. $636.2 million for a movie about Barbie. And if you do the math, I was off by $518.2 million. That was my biggest miss of the year by far. I wasn't even remotely close. And if I had a chance to do this all over again, I probably still wouldn't be remotely close. If you said it was going to do better than 118 million, I probably would have guessed like 200. I still would have been off by a ton. That movie was a phenomenon. The next one to talk about is The Marvels. So earlier I said The Flash might be the most disappointing movie of the year, 
But then the Marvels came around. And based on the fact that Captain Marvel back in 2019 did over a billion dollars worldwide and a couple hundred million dollars, about 400 million dollars here domestically, I gave this one a relatively easy guess of 377 million. And oh boy, was I not right. Because at time of recording, it's only made $84.4 million. It might make a little more, but it's not even going to cross $100 million, which means I'm off by about $292.6 million. Failure. And the last movie on our list is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which was originally slated to come out in January of this year, then March of this year, and then they weren't sure. It kind of just ended up in limbo for a while before they settled on the date of December 16th, meaning at time of recording, it would have been out for about 10 days. So I would have had a really good idea of how much money it made in its opening weekend, how much money it made in its first week, and I could have put together a better estimate of its final gross. But then it got pushed back to the 22nd, meaning it came out over the weekend of Christmas. Those numbers aren't fully in, but we do have an estimate for the opening weekend which is only 27.7 million. Now, obviously that's not going to be its final gross, but to fill you in on how I'm going to estimate its final gross, I went and looked at every single DC comic movie that came out after Aquaman back in 2018. And I figured out what percentage of its total gross came from its opening weekend. And looking at all of those movies, which include the first Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84, The Suicide Squad, Black Adam, Shazam Fury of the Gods, The Flash, and Blue Beetle, all of those movies, their opening weekend averaged 40% of the final box office. And then I took it one step farther. And I said, let's just look at 2023 movies. Since earlier this year, we find out that DC is scrapping all the movies that they currently had planned and they're going to rework their entire universe. Their entire franchise is going to start from the ground up again. And it kind of ruined it for a lot of people. People weren't interested in these movies anymore. So I looked at just the 2023 movies, which included Shazam! Fury of the Gods, The Flash, and Blue Beetle. Their average opening weekend to total gross was 46%. So if we look at those two numbers for Aquaman and Lost Kingdom, if we're looking at all the movies, that 40%, it means it would end with a final gross of around $70 million. And if we're looking at just 2023 movies, it would end with a final gross of around $60 million. I'm going to give it the higher one. I'm going to say $70 million is what Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is going to end up at when everything is all said and done, based only on its opening weekend. But the thing is, I guessed $272 million. So no matter what it does, I don't think it's going to get there And I'm going to be off by quite a bit. So chalk that one up as a failure. So doing the math here, we had six great guesses, seven just okay good guesses, and 10 complete failure guesses out of 23. But you want to know what? If you do six plus seven for the great and the good, I went 13 for 23 on pretty good guesses. So yeah, it's like a 56%, 56, 57%. I would take it. I feel like that's a victory. If you don't think so, let me know in the comments on this episode or come see us over on our socials and send me a message and just say, hey man, 
you suck at picking the box office, or, hey, that was actually pretty good. Great job. I don't know. Can't wait to see what you guys have to think. Last prediction I made was what the total box office for all of 2023 was going to look like. I guess $9.2 billion. Right now, the current estimate with the way everything's laying out is $9.05 billion, which means I'm going to be off by about $150 million. And you know what? That's not too bad considering Aquaman fell really short and the Marvels and the Flash all fell way shorter and Dune Part 2 and Craven the Hunter didn't even come out this year. So if all those movies would have performed the way that they were expected to, I think I would have ended up right about where I guessed. So there you go. That's our check-in for 2023. And next, Emily and I are going to go over what we thought were some of the best and worst movies of 2023 and possibly take a look forward to 2024. Emily, welcome back to the pod. Thank you for sitting out while I went over all of my good old numbers. I couldn't get in between you and your numbers. Never get between me and my numbers. What do you think? I had six great, seven good, but 10 failures. You know, I still think you did a lot better than I thought you were going to. That's fair. I can't wait to do it again next year. But till then, let's talk about 2023 in movies. What was good? What was bad? What was surprising? And what was a movie you were expecting to be good and then it just wasn't? Got a few of those. (laughs) I think we all do. So let's talk about the worst movies, in your opinion, Mm -hmm. the worst movies from 2023. Looking back at the year, I watched 85 new movies that came out this year. And out of all of them, I thought five were like the absolute worst things. And honestly, they were The Flash, a little movie called Fool's Paradise, which I was very disappointed in, Dumb Money, Wonka, and Next Goal Wins, which is my winner for the worst movie of the year. Okay, so for the listeners, if you guys don't know those movies, The Flash is the DC movie about the superhero. Fool's Paradise stars Charlie Day as a mute guy who's the exact twin for a famous actor. Super bad. Dumb Money was all about the GameStop price adjustment going on back during the pandemic. Wonka is, you know, everybody knows Wonka. It's Willy Wonka. And Next Goal Wins was a Taika Waititi movie about the real American Samoa soccer team that had never scored a goal. Ever. Yeah. And I have to agree with you. It was probably the worst movie I've seen in the last five years. And I'm talking about big budget, small budget, doesn't matter. Worst movie I've seen in the last five years. Taika Waititi is a terrible director. Come at me. I don't care. Hate him as a director. I think he ruined Thor in the MCU. He's made one good movie, Jojo Rabbit. That was a good movie, yes. And that's because it was a little more serious, I think. But I agree with you. Those are some of the worst movies. I would also like to nominate The Marvels. Okay. Because that was just awful. Fast X, which you didn't see. I did not. Terrible. The worst Fast and Furious movie ever. And a Netflix movie called The Outlaws. It was basically a a Netflix movie. You got what you got. Yeah, I should have got better. Let's move on to some movies that maybe surprised us, Mm. that we thought were going to be bad, but actually turned out to be pretty damn good. So one that was really surprising to me was Sitting in Bars with Cake, which I believe was an Amazon, no, Apple TV. It was Apple TV. It was a 
lovely movie. I thought it was going to be just a dumb comedy and it ended up being a, a really heartfelt movie. Then we have another streaming movie, totally killer, about a girl going back in time to stop some killings with her mom. The trailers made it look just bleh, but I ended up having a lot of fun with it. It was a pretty decent horror movie that wasn't super horror. I believe that one was Amazon Prime. Out of all of them that actually went to theaters, though, Transformers Rise of the Beast was the most surprising to me because I've fallen off the radar with all Transformers movies. I don't really care about them anymore, but I actually really enjoyed this one. And I was really sad that it didn't make more money. Okay, that's fair. It made more money than I guessed. So yeah, it succeeded in that aspect. (laughs) I had two movies that really surprised me this year. One was Strays about the talking dogs who were going to bite a dude's penis off. Yeah. I was like, this looks like the dumbest movie ever. And yet it was kind of funny. It was surprisingly heartfelt and funny. I know I laughed more than I thought I was going to. Way more than I ever was going to. The other one that I was actually really surprised by, Nimona. That's a streaming movie on Netflix. I don't think Netflix makes the best animated movies. This one, though, I thought had some unique animation. Very. A really cool story. And the voice acting was pretty good. I have honestly watched that one probably five times since I watched it the first time. Well, there you go. Surprising movie. Next up, I want to talk about some of the most disappointing movies of the year. Meaning these were movies you had high hopes for and then they let you down. These are more soul crushing than the absolute worst movies because I I wanted them to work so well. And that is The Creator because it was supposed to be original and amazing, and 65. Adam Driver versus Dinosaurs. I mean, what could go wrong, except for apparently the entire movie? I'm with you on both. I think the creator had a lot of goodwill. Mm -hmm. Original IP, great sci-fi premise, everything. The visuals were all amazing. beautiful. Until I watched the movie, and then I went, this is just 17 other movies I've already seen smashed into a single story. Not even cohesively. There wasn't even anything original or creative about the creator. (laughs) And then 65, you're right. If you pitch me the movie of Adam Driver fights dinosaurs, I'm 100% in every single time. There's a reason it only made $32 million. Because it's that bad. It's so dark, you can't see a single thing that's happening. Not at all. One of the movies that I was disappointed by most this year was Vacation Friends 2 on Hulu. The first one with John, starring John Cena and Little Ray Howery was hilarious. It was my surprising movie of that year. Yeah. But then this one just couldn't live up to it. It just fell really, really short, which really sucks because they also added Steve Buscemi, who is one of my favorite actors, and he couldn't elevate the movie at all. It wasn't a bad movie by any means, but it just couldn't live up to the hype. That's very fa- very fair. My other disappointing movie was Ghosted. Mm. And that one was a streaming movie. I think that one was also Apple TV. I don't know. You put Chris Evans and Ana de Armas together in a movie and it's supposed to be like a fun rom-com adventure spy thriller combination. Yeah, that all sounds great. And then I actually watched the movie and none of it was great. It was so formulaic and just neither one really shone through. It wasn't even formulaic. It was bad. They took the formula, erased it, and tried to do it from memory. And my God, it did not work. (laughs) And to finish up, let's talk about the best movies from 2023. So for me, the best movies would be Air, 
the biopic of Nike. Nike getting Michael Jordan. I knew where it was going to go, but it still was amazing of a ride. Another was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. I had so much fun with this movie. It was so great. And last, the best movie of the year, hands down, Oppenheimer. You can't even argue it. Here's my best movies of the year. I have two, only two, and they are on the complete different spectrum of movies. First is Flora and Son, Apple TV. So they had two crap movies, but one fantastic movie. (laughs) And this is all about a woman who is learning to play guitar so she can connect to her jail bound son. It's this wonderful, heartfelt Irish story. And it'll just it'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you feel things. Loved this movie. I did not. But it's from the same director who did the movie Sing Street all the way back in 2016, which was one of my favorite movies of 2016 as well. And the other one, not surprising, is Oppenheimer. I think it's one of the best movies I've watched in a really long time. Everything about it, top to bottom, is just great. Great score, great acting all around, except for Robert Downey Jr. He was bad in it. He's going to get nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, and he was bad in this movie. He was meh. But Killian Murphy crushed it, so Mm -hmm. good for him. And Christopher Nolan is one of the best working directors today. So when you put all of that in a jar and you shake it up, you're going to get magic. Mm -hmm. And that's what Oppenheimer was. It was just magic. And special category, the most overvalued movie of the year. Barbie. Barbie. Trash movie. Should have never made that much money. And people who are like, this is the best movie probably don't understand the real message of Barbie. (laughs) Runner up, Super Mario Brothers movie. I'd watch Super Mario Brothers movie a thousand times before I watch Barbie again. Same. So, no, one winner, Barbie. Fair enough. All right, are there any movies in 2024 that you're looking forward to? You know, I went through a list preparing for this pod, and I only thought two were going to be any good. Well, not necessarily good, but like I'm excited for. And the first being Argyle the funny spy movie coming out, and then Furiosa. I really liked Mad Max Fury Road. I thought Furiosa was an interesting character, and I like Anya Taylor-Joy. What's not to like? It's going to be terrible, and I'm excited for it. I'm really only excited for one movie next year, and I'm not even sure this movie is going to come out, and it's Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, which is supposed to be the the finale of this trilogy that I didn't even know was going to be a trilogy. I thought it was only going to be two movies, This year, we got Across the Spider-Verse, which was a part one for some reason. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to be finishing it next year. And I'm not sure they're even going to finish it next year or if it's going to get pushed back even farther. But that's the one I'm excited for. And if I had to pick two, it would probably be Venom 3. Only because after he made an appearance in the MCU during the last Spider-Man movie and Morbius and all this other stuff is like, what are they going to do with him? What are they going to do? Yeah. Plus, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock is just always a good time. See, I'm not letting myself get invested in any movie that I don't know is coming out next year. Yeah, but it's supposed to. It's better than being excited for a terrible movie. (laughs) One that you had readily admitted was terrible. And yet here we are. All right. That's it for us for 2023. Thank you for being listeners. Thank you for always joining us week to week to talk about some great movies and some just okay movies to see if they still hold up. We are taking the next two weeks off to kind of reorganize and get our schedule ready for 2024 and what movies we're going to be covering. 
there's going to be changes to this podcast. Nothing major, just slight tweaks and everything like that, which we will fill you in on when we come back January 17th. So don't go anywhere. Come back. We, we aren't leaving. We're just taking a little bit of a break. So we'll see you all again on January 17th with a brand new episode of Does It Hold Up? Until then, Happy New Year. Be good to yourself. Be kind to others. And as always, keep watching movies. Bye. Bye.